0: This is Football Friday with Monty in the Morning. Need the info so you can turn your money into more money? Money, money, money. NFL and NCAA locks are coming up. Make money, money, make money, money. Football Friday has you covered. Now, here's Monty. Ah, heck yeah, it's Football Friday on the Monty Show. It's Friday, October 8th, and Jake isn't wearing glasses anymore. Nope. Jake, well, like, let's single you up here, bro. Yeah, single me up, you know. What happened? My face
1: still looks like I'm a douche, but uh, not wearing glasses <laughs> anymore.
0: You're not wearing glasses anymore. Yeah, it was a pretty epic day yesterday. It was cool. Okay, so I think this is like the biggest story in sports today is that you're now a contact guy.
1: I mean, it's definitely a sport to be able to put contacts in, I think. How I mean, long? it's literally a contact sport,
0: you know? So how long have you been alive? um like 10 hours almost 28 years you've been alive right alive yeah. not awake alive right stay with me here sorry my bad. um you've always struggled to put contacts in your eyes
1: yeah it just has never really been a thing like i've never i guess i never like my eyes have always just been you know relentless with not being able to do it you know and, okay. and then i just was like all right well i'm kind of tired of it so you know, let's go ahead and wash my hands every night for a month and touch my eye and piss my eye off and then go get contacts. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um,
0: So now you got contacts, and how long did it take you to put them in this morning?
1: Uh, Well, the right eye has always been easier for me, so the right eye took like five minutes, like three, four times. And then the left eye was really difficult. That took me literally... I intentionally made sure that I was out of bed and in the shower about five minutes earlier than I usually am just to buy myself a couple extra minutes. And I was still five minutes late. So needless
0: to say, the left eye took like 20 minutes. Not exaggerating. Well, I think you're going to see that you'll be just fine. I mean, it's a matter of time, but I'm proud of you. You are, this is, this is bigger than your balls dropping or going I know. through puberty. I, mean, I know, it's huge. This is a, this is a big flipping deal now. Yeah. I want you to know that. I, I know. You're now a man and stuff. And stuff. In stuff. Right. There you go. I'm a man. Uh, Val, Amfrest says, Aloha. Chris Karn Hello. says, good morning. Chris, how are you? Good to see you. Um, let's start talking some ball because this is a huge weekend for BYU. <laughs> oh, there you go. A little cougar action, baby uh Boise State 130 ABC TV it is a national game not on cable over the air this is pretty rare this tells you how big this game is for BYU the number 10 Cougars hosting what is undoubtedly and without doubt one of the worst B uh BSU Boise State teams that we have seen in a number of years but don't take them lightly because this Boise State team as we're going to tell you in a minute can really throw the ball. The question, Jake, for me is, will BYU be able to throw the ball? There really has been no update since Wednesday uh, on the quarterback situation at BYU. We told you on this show uh, that we have heard for, you know, really since late Sunday into early Monday, we had been hearing that you were not going to have Baylor Romney out with a concussion. Uh, Jaron Hall was still struggling with this shoulder and this ribbon in- issue. Um, He has progressed during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Every day he got a little better, but he was not going to be able to start. And that Jacob Conover was going to get the start and Jaron would be dressed, but not likely to play unless something happened with Conover. That has not changed. Then again, BYU yesterday went radio silence. Like there was nobody talking. Um, It's interesting that Kalani and company are really holding their cards close to the vest on what they're gonna do a quarterback here, Jake.
1: Yeah, and I think it's smart. I mean, why would you why would you give Boise any kind of intel on who you're gonna roll out there? You know, I I mean I think we can all agree that, you know, uh conover is the front runner just mainly because he's 100 I, I i think there's no getting away from the fact that even if jaron wanted to play he wouldn't be 100 percent. and so the question really is and it's really not even a question we've been telling you this all week but on a surface level the question would be well do you want to play a young guy in conover who's 100 percent? or do you want to play a you know jaron who you know has has proven right. to be solid but is you know not 100 i'm telling you I'd roll out there with Conover. What do you? I mean, yeah, you ha, you have a lot to lose in this game. Obviously, you want to stay undefeated. But it's not like if you roll Conover out for the first, you know, drive and he sucks that you can't take him out. So I just don't understand why you wouldn't roll Conover out there, understanding that there is some risk in it. He does have a lot to prove. Uh, he is unproven.
0: That is absolutely true. Yeah, but I I think I look at the quarterback situation for BYU. I I'm I'm one of the lone wolves. I think Baylor Romney's the best quarterback they have. Um, If Baylor Romney's healthy, I think he should be your number one. But guess what? Candy's and nuts. My aunt's not my uncle. Baylor Romney's not playing this week. And when I look at the difference between an unhealthy Jaron Hall, and if the rumors are true that he's really having trouble getting the ball out, um, he's having trouble throwing with force in that shoulder, um, if that's true. And and I had one guy tell me on Wednesday morning that, you know, the biggest issue is if if it's a five- to seven-yard pass, Jaron Hall's good to go. Anything over that, the BYU coaching staff does not believe that he can accurately and effectively complete a pass with the issue in his shoulder. So I think it makes it very difficult to to play Jaron Hall. But I also am the lone wolf who believes that Jacob Conover is an an incredible prospect. This is a kid that was highly recruited. If he had if he had not gone out and served a mission, I think he would he would be starting right now at BYU. But he did, and now you have a guy that really hasn't started a football game in three years, took his first competitive snaps in three years last weekend at Utah State. I I would roll with Conover. I'm not playing Jaron Hall until he's 100%. Never mind he's got ribs. Now he's got a shoulder. I'm not not taking a risk on Jaron Hall's long-term viability. Hell, he's a redshirt sophomore. He's got a lot of games left in front of him potentially. I'm not taking that risk. I have one of the highest – recruited quarterbacks in the country in his class and Jacob Conover that's who I'm rolling with Jake and I think if Conover starts I think they're going to roll Boise State
1: yeah I you know I I think that that's who they're going to play you know I think more of the conversation with the quarterback situation is the premise of the whole thing like you know obviously the only thing that that works against Conover is just that he hasn't played a lot. That's it. I, I mean, he's got yes. like you were just saying. I mean, yep. he, he this is this is you know one of the most highly recruited guys out there. So I don't I I don't have doubts that the kid is capable. Zero doubts because you're not recruited that high of a level if you're not capable. My right. only all I'm saying is is whether we like it or not or however you feel about it. He is unproven until he shows that he can do it. And so what I'm saying is, hey, ideally when you roll out into this game in the first half, I want to see this guy throw it all over the yard and put up twenty five points in the first half. That's what I want to see. I'm not saying if it's less than that, he's a disappointment. But that would be that would be awesome. To to see them go out, start running the ball with Algier early, and then start taking some shots. And and I I just would love to see that. And I think I think Boise is a team who's a bit beat up on defense. I think they're they're not – even if they were 100% healthy, I don't think they're on BYU's level in terms of talent yeah, and size I don't and, and, and their ability. So I do agree that, that BYU should win this game comfortably. My, the only thing that will hold them back from winning this game is if Conover starts and gets hurt because then – you're going down the rabbit hole of, okay, who are we
0: bringing in? What's that look like? Yeah. Where are we at? But I think the other issue that you have to really focus here on is, oh, by the way, there's an opponent on the other side of the, the field. Um, and Hank Bachmeyer can really throw the football. I think we've seen that for sure. Now, this is not your standard average Boise State football team. Right. Um, they are not very good. Um, they, I think, just handed the game to Nevada last week and – one of the things that's very clear, you know, with, with Bachmeyer is that he's turnover prone, mm-hmm. and this this BYU defense has been an opportunistic defense. I think we can all agree on that. That they have they have largely forced teams like Utah State. I think we saw it against Arizona State. They have forced teams into doing things they're not comfortable doing, and I think that is a significant part of 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 what has ailed Boise State in making them such a an un How do I, a a difficult team to forecast because when you have a a guy in Bachmeier that can throw for almost 400 yards against Nevada, you know that he's, he's prolific. They have the weapons. The question is they're undisciplined. And in my opinion, in my opinion, they make a lot of their play calling has been very suspect this year and looking at some of their game tape, they have just, their play calling has been very suspect. Yeah. But here's the problem for BYU that secondary's not been healthy um you know it's going to be interesting to see if mahe plays for BYU this week um, he's missed some practice time that's going to be a question I- is he going to play and if he plays i think BYU's fine i mean mahe is such a difference maker on that defensive line and this this front seven for BYU really has covered up for a lot of inefficiency and a lot of frankly just not good secondary play out of BYU And I think we saw it last week up in Logan that they can, they can be had over the top of this defense. Yeah. Um, Coverage is going to be a problem in this game. And if Bachmeyer throws for 300 plus yards, this is going to be a much closer game than it should be.
1: Yeah. And I think Khalil Shakir is the guy that you got to look for in terms of weapons for, for Boise state. I mean, the the Bachmeyer to Shakir connection is, is definitely there. Um, You know, Shakir is a guy who can. He's not. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he is a deep threat. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you let him loose, you know you're going to have problems. And I think that. I think that that BYU just has to be disciplined on defense in this game. Don't make the mental mistakes. Stay home. Work your assignment. Do yeah, what absolutely. you're supposed to do, and you're not going to have an issue in this game. I think we're we're Boise State really starts to thrive and and really eat teams alive is when those defenses are undisciplined, when those defenses, you know, don't have good gap assignment, when those defenses on the back end are not, uh, are, are not playing their, their concepts the right way. So, that's why I say when when you look at a guy like you know, Khalil Shakir, he's somebody who can make the big play, and that's what you worry about with him. Hey, let me throw it up to this guy, and let's see if he can go and run it down. And if you're BYU, we all know and love the BYU two, two deep safeties prevent defense. And I think you're going to see a ton of that in this game, and they're going to just keep everything in front of them and make Boise State grind it out. And I think if that's the kind of game you play, Boise State has no chance. I think the only way that Boise State is even in this game, is if BYU is making mistakes defensively and BYU – or, I'm sorry, Boise's getting the big play. That's what they're going to need to to really be in this game.
0: Well, Riley Smith is also supposed to be back for the Broncos. I think that's definitely something to watch. But let's be honest, this game's going to be won and lost in the breadbasket of Tyler Algier um, because I don't think it matters who you play a quarterback. You're going to establish the run until Boise proves that they can stop it. And guess what? All season long, Boise has proven that they cannot stop the run. And why wouldn't you? I mean, why yeah. wouldn't
1: you just turn around, hand it off to Algier, bring in bring in Peeny for a couple possessions or a couple of plays, and and just work that dynamic? I mean, I mean that is honestly, think about it. Again, not that I'm hating on on Jacob Conover, but again, young guy coming in, you want to get his feet under him, you want to get him comfortable. So let's hand it off a couple extra times. You know, let's let's get him ingratiated into the game. And see how it feels. And if we can run for five plus yards a carry, why would we not just keep handing it off? <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't know why you wouldn't. You have one of the I, I mean, I don't know if it's an exaggeration to say that Algier's one of the best backs in the country, but he's gotta be
0: he's oh, gotta be uh, top fifteen. That's not an exaggeration at all. I think Tyler Algier has had um, an incredible start to this to this season. He's run explosive with explosiveness and power um you know I I I don't think there's any doubt he's one of the best backs in the country right now I don't think there's any doubt he's one of the best NFL prospects at running back in the country right now yeah um but I I think one of the things that that he's going to have to do is run the ball on third down like I don't think BYU in this game can be scared to run the ball on third down you you can't you cannot in my opinion and I think BYU's a little guilty of this when it comes to play calling. And the one complaint I have about BYU's offense is play calling. Yeah. But I think sometimes BYU falls into the trend and the stats on third down. Obvious passing situation. Don't be scared to turn around and, and run the football with Tyler Altier and don't be don't be scared to go for it on fourth down. I mean, Boise State's a team that can't get off the field mm-hmm. on third down. That's a team that that is, I think, 110th in the country on third down conversions. Brutal. Allowing 45% conversion on third down, 110th in the country. Don't be scared to be aggressive against this, this Boise State defense. Now, having said that, I love how aggressive BYU's offense has been, just situationally. And at times, I feel like BYU tends to get a little conservative. Mm-hmm. And I'm a guy who says, okay, I see the one clear weakness at Boise is they can't stop your mom from running the football through the A gap. Right. So run the football through the A gap with one of the best backs in the country. I think that's something that you have to do. And again, I'll also say I don't care who the quarterback is. If you have Algier, if you have Algier in the backfield, turn around and give him the ball. Yes. But also, what does that do for quarterbacks? If if, if and my number for Tyler Algier is 150 yards. If you can get him to 150 yards, anything after that's gravy. You're probably going to win the game cuz you're burning clock, you're converting on uh you know on on downs and distance, so you're getting first downs, you're extending possessions. To me, that makes a lot of sense because It also opens up the play-action game.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he's got 80-90 yards heading to the half, this game's over. I mean, this game's absolutely over because, like you were just saying, it does open up the play-action game, but I also think it brings brings the linebackers up. And so, you know, when the linebackers start coming closer to the line to to protect against the run, now you've got more space in the intermediate route, which brings the safeties up, and now you're taking deep shots. So, I just think that, either way, either way, for this team, what we've seen is even against last week against Utah State. I mean Algier breaking them off for several big runs. I mean yes. that's what that's what we're going to be looking for. and I think I think the biggest thing that I, the, the, the biggest thing I like about Tyler Algier is his patience at the line. when he doesn't see the hole developed yet, he waits and he waits that extra half a step and that often leads to five, six, seven yards and, and I think you just can't he can't teach that because that shows you he's got elite vision. and when you have that kind of vision, it is it it just is it makes you an elite back. That's the best way to say
0: it. Well, and I think we've also seen that's led to his big runs. Yeah. I mean, in the last two weeks, he's had you know sixty, seventy yard runs, um, and it's almost becoming part of his game. But you know, one of the other trends I think you should watch for in this game is how does BYU score its touchdowns? Because one of the concerning factors, if it is a concerning factor, is that this team's become reliant on the on the big play, and you really would. You really would like to be able to string together eight, 10 play drives, um, you know, where you have some chunk plays. Sure, every offense needs chunk plays. But, you know, one of the things we saw when Baylor was playing was Romney on Romney crime, man. Like that deep ball over the top is exquisite. And I I think that's what South Florida, that's what we saw when the defense was hurt and you needed to score more points. BYU went up top and they did it very well. Um, Now, you also got big plays out of the running game. Um, against, against Boyce or against uh, Utah State once Baylor went out of the game. So I think you can play both styles, especially when you control the ground game. That's something I would watch for. But again, I, I think what's going to happen here is I think Conover is going to start. Uh, I think Jaron Hall is going to dress and likely not play. And I, I do think that there is there's a real chance um, that you are going to see Soljay for the first time uh, be in a position where he darn well may be in a game. Mm-hmm. And I, I think with all the injuries BYU has had, and, you know, oddly, BYU's had a lot of injuries this year. And I know that when you start talking about quarterbacks getting hurt, that's when everybody starts looking at your injuries. But they're not healthy in the secondary. They have not been consistently healthy on the defensive line. The offensive line, ha- you know, between Empey and Uh, Lachance, I mean, you've seen real building block foundational players on that offensive line missing significant time. And by the way, Harris Lachance is not going to play this week. Um, again, you know, and it looks like MP should be good to go. Mahe should be good to go. From what I understand, like you're just seeing that there's a lot of injury issues on this team right now. If BYU were 100 percent healthy, we would be having a very different conversation about this game. But they're not.
1: Yeah, I think we just got to stop assuming the chance is going to come back. Like, I, it's going to be a minute. Clearly, like I, think, guy, so. Guy, I think so. The guy, the guy is going to be out for a while. I mean, like I'm not trying to exaggerate at all. Like, I, I I'm hoping, I'm just hoping he's available for USC. Honestly, that because that because after this, like after you play Boise, it, can he play against Baylor? Okay, great if he can, but likely probably not. So after Baylor. Now all I give a damn about it is USC because you should the rest of those opponents you really should be able to take care. Yeah, of. Yeah, you
0: should absolutely handle Washington State. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And then obviously you're, you're, you know, you're you're playing some Virginia. Some, and, well, Virginia, you know. Virginia is the one game that comes to my mind, where that's going to be a battle. Um, I mean, it's and, and you know one of the things I think is interesting, and we need to we need to really, not today, but what leading up to that Virginia game, we need to have a talk about Broncos legacy at BYU because. Talking to some BYU fans this week, I, I think it's mixed emotions. I think this BYU football program owes Bronco Hall a massive debt of gratitude. And right now I don't hear that from BYU fans, but we'll, we'll talk about that on another day. Let's get some of your comments in here. Um, uh, what's up, Mike Bird says, go Cougs. Uh, Chris Karn says, today's lock is I will have a new smoker next week. To prep for the Baylor game, <laughs> look at you, Chris. Carr. Guys. Hey, man, I, we're we're right on top of it right now. If you're not subscribed to the channel, you need to get subscribed now because we're 30 away uh, from uh, giving away the uh, from smoker. Greatness, yeah, we're 24.69, so yeah. we're just 31 subscri- subscribers away from giving away the smoker. We picked up 41 subscribers, I think it was, Dude. on Wednesday. We picked up 17 You guys more have been yesterday. amazing, bro.
1: Like, you yeah, know. we
0: really appreciate you supporting the show. So all you have to do is hit subscribe, then take a picture that you're subscribed, tweet that at us. And if you've done that already, you don't have to do it again. But tweet that at us, and you have to tag us both. So Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, any of those three and you have to tag us both slc supercars for jake he's not wearing glasses anymore it's fine i know it's awkward don't freak out and then there is me the monty show monty the monty show so there okay. you have it by the way Good. by the way i would also remind you yeah I'm expecting 10 reps at 225 tomorrow at the gym.
1: Well, I'm back on, I'm back on the
0: steroids known as creatine, so we'll see what it is. Yeah, how about that the other day? Those are steroids. No, they're not. Uh, Kevin Blissett says, hey, boys. Hey. Hello. Hey. Teddy Wayman says, morning. Teddy, what's up? Uh, Val Umpress says, go Cougs. Ramiro says, morning, fellas. Hello. Greg Hawkins says, what's up, fellas? Spencer Morgan says, Utah started Jordan Wynn for two seasons with his arm basically hanging out of his socket. Jordan Wynn never really had the strongest arm in the world. I would agree with that. Um, He says, who needs a healthy quarterback? Uh, BYU fan CJ says, BYU rolls tomorrow on the back of defense in Algier, no matter who comes out as quarterback. Well, you know what? If you want to hear the the rock going crazy and you want to have a good day tomorrow, 150 yards and hopefully two scores out of Tyler Algier. That would almost cement a victory for BYU in my opinion. Yes. Um, let's see. Greg Hawkins says I was a student when Win got injured. Oh, he added Spencer Morgan when, Wynn got injured and we had backup division three quarterback, John Hayes. Jesus. That was an interesting season. Uh, Spencer Morgan also says, wow, comment dump. Thank you. Uh, LOL. I love how we're just going to assume a completely unproven QB equals a win versus Boise. As long as he doesn't get hurt. Slurp, slurp. Well, Boise's not very good. I don't know how I mean, this is one of the worst starts to a season in recent history for Boise State. Yeah. This is not this We're not is playing not, Baylor. Like,
1: let's be clear. I mean, you're not you're not playing yeah. like some power five dominant opponent.
0: This isn't Virginia or USC. This is a struggling Boise team. And BYU's strengths play directly to Boise State's weaknesses. BYU runs the football with ferocity. Boise doesn't stop the run very well. BYU gets after the quarterback. You have a, a quarterback in in uh, Hank Bachmeyer who's been turnover prone. Like, I mean, there's reasons to be optimistic that no matter who starts at quarterback. Yes. But again, this goes back to the recruiting conversation we have on this show a lot. And I, and I know that this pisses off Ute fans, but when we're talking about, you know, hey, by the way, Corner Canyon lost last night. I, I don't saw know how that. many people saw yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. Corner Canyon lost, but when you have guys like the best players at corner Canyon coming to, to BYU, when you have a guy like, you know, like again, Jacob Conover, who was clearly the best quarterback in Arizona the year he, he came out um, coming to BYU. When you have a guy like, you know, all, name the guy, like you, do you realize how big this weekend in Provo is? You have massive recruits that are going to be in the building who are on campus right now. They're tweeting photos you know the the gift bags that they get, all the gear that they get, the photos that are taken. The being five and zero, being tenth in the country, getting into the Big Twelve, beating Utah. It's all this recruiting momentum. Yeah. And again, I I know and in we talked about this on the show. There, I think we even made a thumbnail about the fact that BYU just won the recruiting battle in in Utah, because they're winning games, they're getting into the Big Twelve. BYU is doing everything that you want to do. If you're a high school junior or senior, you're 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 waiting for your letter from from BYU. This is a a now a much more attractive property than just about any other school in the state, and that includes Utah. I I think when you look at what's going on at Utah, they're in a they're in a tailspin, and I think that you look at what's going on at BYU, they're rocketing up the board. You know, no more talk about, well, well, let's go back to the Mountain West. Independence worked. Independence worked. Yeah, TDS, little brother down south. Hey, thanks for the scrimmage. Like, I mean, do you understand how much momentum BYU has? Do you understand what's on the line? Do you understand now that they are three and four deep at several key positions, defensive line, offensive line, wide receiver? You have three quarterbacks that are very capable – of coming in, and again, Conover's unproven, so let's let's even say you have two. Your top two quarterbacks are capable on a at a very high level of performing, right? Even though, again, I'm going to tell you, Baylor Romney's the best quarterback on this roster, but you're four deep at quarterback yeah. right now. I mean, you just have, you have a lot going on that's good. You're as deep as you have ever been. You're as well-coached and as disciplined as you have ever been. So, yeah. If you're, if you, a lot of people are, oh, you're drinking the blue Kool Aid. Yep, buy the gallon and I am chugging it. <laughs> because this program is going in the right direction. And how long has it been since you've been able to say that BYU is the best football program in the state?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd, who would be surprised if Conover rolled out and was, was good? You know, I mean, would that really be that surprising? I mean, no. I, I agree. He's unproven. I'm, I'm with that. I, I, I've been saying that. We've had disagreements on the show about it. But. I just think it wouldn't be surprising if he rolled out and was comfortable, if he was prepared. I mean, honestly, like when the biggest thing that stands out to me about about these teams that Kalani is leading is they're always prepared. Nothing seems to surprise them or shake them. I mean, even when yeah. Baylor left the game last week, it was like, Okay, well, we got a new quarterback coming in. Let's just turn around and hand it off. And what do you know? Algiers
0: breaking people off and running people over and, and flexing on Wait, dudes. But the, the other thing is, it's not like Jacob Conover was a, a, a disaster last week.
1: Yeah, but he didn't show you anything where you were like, wow, this kid can really throw the football. But, like, why,
0: if, but if you're if you're if you're, you know, a rod or if you're Kalani, are you really going to are you really going to with a lead? You're clearly in control of the game. By the way, BYU is still not trailed in a game. I agree. Listen, Are you it, really going to come in and have a, a guy that's not played in three years throw the ball all over the field? It
1: wasn't a conducive environment to have him throwing all over the field. They were ahead. They needed to run the football. I agree. But 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 on the other side of that, that also means that he hasn't shown us what he can really do. He hasn't shown, okay, this guy can step on the field, and this offense doesn't, doesn't lose a step. And, and that's what I think BYU fans – are concerned about. They they want to see is this guy more than just turn around and hand it off or throw the quick slant. You know, can this guy bomb it down the field? That's what people want to see.
0: Yeah. I, I think that you're going to see what depth looks like and what poor depth looks like Saturday afternoon. Because one of the things that's a real issue for Boise is they're just not very deep. They are they are they have no depth on their offensive line. They have really struggled. And I think that's why Hank Bachmeyer's turned the ball over so much because he has he has a sense of urgency which at times has hurt their offense because he also has you know thrown the ball away very quickly at times you're going to see a Boise team that's probably as, as as shallow as it's ever been i mean they're lacking talent at Boise state right now yeah so i i think it's a i think it's a very interesting it's that's a very interesting deal
1: right now this game really isn't in like this should not be viewed as a game where BYU is concerned about losing, right? That's not really the concern here. They should beat this team comfortably. What what really what we're looking for is yes, what is Conover? Is he does he live up to the hype? Does he live up to the to the recruiting messaging that we all have heard all week long about him? A. B, can can this defense show up and play good, sound fundamental defense? You know, can they be disciplined? And see, can they create a turnover? Because what they've been doing is creating turnovers in all these games, and that's been giving the BYU offense more possessions and more yep. to work with. So I wouldn't be surprised if they turn Boise over a couple of times. Honestly, I wouldn't. Well,
0: I, you're going to have to figure out how to cover Khalil Shakir. I yeah. mean, that, that is him and Bachmeyer have clear chemistry. He is a capable. He's an – for being a college kid, he's a really good route runner. You don't see elite route running very often. He's one of those guys. And he's a guy that, you know, if you allow him to catch the football and you, he can take two steps, he's capable of taking it to the house every single time. So you're really going to have to be – you're really going to have to account for him, and I'm telling you now, if you can hold him under 100 yards, I just don't see that Boise can win this game. I mean, if you hold him to three, four catches, 65, 75 yards – there's just no way that Boise has enough firepower to win this game.
1: I but see I wouldn't even want it to be that cuz what that's telling me is he's they're connecting on the 15, 15 yard route, right? Like I I don't even want that. I want I want BYU beating this kid up. I, I want them to. Yeah, but to, that's not how
0: that secondary plays. I mean, that I mean, might be
1: true, but but that doesn't change the fact that that's what needs to happen in games like this. You need to send a message early in the game that you're not taking the deep shot on us. You're not. We're not. We're not allowing you to be comfortable running around this secondary. Right, but
0: I I just don't think that BYU has the bodies in the secondary to prevent you from going deep on them. Because listen, if Shakir wants to run by you, he's going to do that. He's probably faster than anybody in that BYU secondary. I, I think that it's all well and good that your philosophy is to keep everything in front of you. I, I don't you know, I don't love that as a defense, but they Kalani's playing that style of defense because that's what his talent dictates. Yeah. I understand that. But at some point you're going to have to find a corner who can stay healthy and who can run with the other team's top receiver. I mean, Tompkins got you against Utah State, and that's what scares you about Khalil Shakir. Because when you have that kind of big playability, you're really never out of a game. When you when you are, every snap has the potential to go for a touchdown, there's no better example than that of BYU's offense. Every time, especially with Baylor Romney in the game because he's got such a big arm, every time that Baylor Romney's in the game and you snap him the football, there's a chance he's going to throw a touchdown. Right. Because his arm is just that good, and when you have – When you have the ability to play at multiple levels offensively, when you can play the intermediate, the short, and of course you can play the deep with this wide receiver group, you're lethal. Yeah. The problem is Boise State can't play short. They can't play intermediate because they can't run the ball. So I I think there are very few opportunities for Boise to win this game. Deep consistently is one of the ways you're going to win this Mm -hmm. game. And by the way, I think the other thing is if you're going to sell out, um, and and Riley Wimpy, who's the best player on that Boise defense, if he's going to be you know responsible for Tyler Algier, I mean, you can see how Boise would have to go about it to win the game. I, I just don't see how they do it. BYU is, is bumped up now to a six-and-a-half-point favorite from two. The number's 58. I like this 38-28 BYU.
1: Man, I don't want to see them giving up 28 to Boise, though, dude. It's going to happen. I, I, I can't. That, that's... I won't have great things to say about the defense if they give up 28 to Boise. 21, okay. I can get down with that. 3 scores. All right, cool. 4, yeah. 5 scores? No. We can't that's not going to work.
0: Well, hey, look, I hope you're right. I'd love to I do. see
1: I would love to see BYU at 42 points in this game and hold them to 21, 24 points, something
0: like that. That's what I'd love. Bron- uh, Brian Carter says Bronco is a Hall of Famer at BYU. Kevin Blissett says, "Yep, Bronco kept us floating through the early days of independence." Yeah, Provo Pit Barbecue. What's up? He says, "Broncos' three-three-five defense was money when he had the personnel." Hey,
1: can I just ask, Provo Pit Barbecue? Do you own like a barbecue place or something, or or what's the or would that that was just the name you came up with? I that's got to be a
0: business, right? I'm just um, curious. The Nye guy says Trent Forrest suiting up at QB for BYU. Could be. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I mean, he's Trent's the greatest point guard that's ever worn a Jazz uniform. Listen,
1: he dribbled the ball three times. He's the Jesus Christ of Utah Jazz basketball,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, we don't remember John Stockton Honda at all. Who the um, f*** is that guy? The eclectic redhead says this year will be huge for recruiting. Better be. And it is. They've already flipped several recruits. So BYU's winning the recruiting battle in this state right now. Provo Pit Barbecue also says BYU has flipped two recruits from Utah and four more are considering. Yeah. I mean, this could be one of the best classes ever. I mean, you've already got skill position talent in the fold. Coming off of the Zach Wilson era. Keep that in mind. Yeah, you need to find a secondary. You need to upgrade and and get better in the secondary. And you need to – I mean, if you project forward a little bit, I would assume that Jacob Conover would be your starting quarterback going to the Big 12. Um, you need to continue the quality offensive line play that you're getting. Um, I you know, I just think right now you've 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 got linebackers, you've got trench play, you need secondary help. the The one real weakness on this football team is secondary. Other than that, every other unit's pretty strong. I mean, you can kick the ball pretty well. Um, you know,' you're, you're disciplined, you're staying home, your special teams are disciplined. You need to develop that secondary. That's I mean, to me, that's where you would be pointing. Ryan Carter says BYU played the independence long game and won. Absolutely right, mm-hmm. they did. There's no doubt. Spencer Morgan says if Boise is so bad, whoa, comment dump. If Boise is so bad and if BYU is 40 but QB, then why would Conover getting hurt mean they lose the game? Well, a I I I would say because you can't just keep throwing true freshmen into the game. I mean Sol is a fabulous fabulous recruit, but
1: yeah, you, I mean you don't want to do that.
0: I mean you're. It, when you have two quarterbacks the caliber of Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney, and they're both hurt, there's no program that's going to be able to continue to perform at their level best offensively when your top two quarterbacks are hurt.
1: And that's what I'm saying. I think this game plan and this is something within the game that you got to watch. I mean, let's watch and see. I mean, what is what kind of g- game you know does Roderick call here? Like, is it is it a lot of passing? Is it more? Is there going to be an emphasis on? run heavy the first like 15 plays and, and no matter even if those are three and out sets like yeah. you know what what is the mission this week outside of actually winning the ball game of course what what is the emphasis on is it is do like do they roll out for example hand it off to algier on the first play of the game throw a quick slant on the second play of the game take a shot on the third play of the game and get a first down. Like is that what we'll see? That's what I'm going to be looking for cuz frankly, and this is what you've been saying all week and this is something that you got to pay attention to as a BYU fan, if Conover comes out and balls out. If he does, if this is 3 350 4 5 scores, that kind of a performance out of him, okay, now you've got a conversation in Provo. Now now you're now you're like, "Okay, who's our guy?" Because if Conover rolls out and has a game, you know, not now, you know, like I, I think it's a legitimate conversation. I would still be playing Baylor, but but now Conover's in the mix. And so I just think that there's a lot on the line
0: for Conover this week, and I'll be curious to see how they go about calling this game. Yeah. I'm more worried about the defense. The offense is going to take care of itself. You have the luxury of one of the best backs in the country and you're going to wear it out. Um and I would think that this is a week Lopini Katoa is going to carry the football quite a bit. Just so you can go to um, pound town. I mean, it's seriously, mm-hmm. seriously. I mean, my bigger concern is, you know, like you've got to find somebody um, to step up. It's, and it's probably Morgan Piper, who I think has been making more and more plays as the season's gone on here. But guys like that got to step up. Chaz Ayu, I think, is playing really good football right now. Um, and, and, I mean, those are the guys that are going to have to do the job. I mean, the, the guys up front – the is gonna have to play well. Malik Moore is gonna have to make plays. Yes. You're gonna have to find ways to to turn the football over against Boise. Because what ideally would happen here is you would bury these MFers and send them back to their blue turf. Like yeah. have them come to, to Provo and and you will be up fourteen it, nothing. It it's it's the blink of an eye. Be I'll up motherfucker. Be up fourteen nothing before they even get off the bus. That's how you that's how you step on people's necks. And that's That's always been Kalani's philosophy is make them understand that they're coming here not to win a football game. Bury them. Because never give them the idea that they can win this football game. Utah State never believed that they were going to win that football game last weekend. Not even before Wednesday afternoon after practice, Utah (laughs) State knew they weren't going to win this game. They were
1: drinking their protein shakes talking about who they were playing next week. (laughs) They were not going to win this game, period,
0: right? You have a wounded Really, really un as untalented of a Boise team as I, I've probably ever seen. Put him to bed. Yeah, I mean, do, 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 put him to bed and let's handle your business and move on to Baylor. Yeah, that's your job tomorrow afternoon. And I think, from what I understand, what I've been told this week, they've had a great week of practice. Um, they have really been able to focus on on resting key guys. Dinged up guys have been rested. Um, you know, they've rehabbed. They're locked in, and it feels like BYU had a really good week of practice. Let's go see that on Saturday afternoon. Folks, it's on ABC TV.
1: Yeah, this is no – I mean,
0: that's the thing. PR-wise, this is no small game. It's a big deal. It's absolutely a big deal. Uh, Provo uh, Pit Barbecue says, if Conover and Jake get hurt Saturday, the water boy is the new QB. Dude, I'm telling you. I d- mean, I'm available not, to suit have, up. Listen, you don't
1: have unlimited options here. That's why I'm saying Conover's health is of the utmost importance.
0: Yeah. Uh Darrell says most important player tomorrow is Katoa when LG rests we need a run threat yes. that can make 5 yards each time. Yeah, I would I would think so. And he
1: hasn't been that yet. He has not <laughs> been that yet. I mean I think, you know, last week against Utah State, you know, Katoa was the guy who comes in and
0: I left it on you, sorry.
1: Hello. Um <laughs> the guy the guy came in and and ran it for one or two yards, you know? I mean and, and that's not all on him obviously, but I just think that I just think – I agree with that 100%. And I think if you can get both guys going, that's just going to make your life a lot easier.
0: Bryce Demand says Bachmeyer won't play second half either because he's already hurt or they're afraid he will be hurt. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Uh, the Eclectic Redhead says if they throw deep consistently, does Malik Moore get another pick? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like I think that BYU is going to turn this team over a couple times just, just because of that.
0: Provo Pit Barbecue says he just came up with a name. It's not a business. Okay. Okay. I like it, dude. You All got a right. smoker or something? You got a barbecue? What are we working with here? Yeah. What are we smoking this weekend? Something. Uh, Daryl says, uh, "Whoa, comment dumb, comment dumb." Mont, two weeks ago, Romney is very good. Mont, now Romney is Thor. I'm, but I've, I've, I've said this since. He's, you, spring bro, ball. you've been on
1: the Baylor train for a while.
0: I said since Spring Ball. Oh, Jaron Hall's going to be your starter. Your best quarterback's going to be your number two. Baylor Romney's arm. Is fantastic, and the the you look how dynamic is their offense when he's in the game. I mean, if you look at it, just his obvious natural chemistry with his brother. <laughs> I'm sure. Let's go. <laughs> I, I mean, he is a sexy beast. I, I'm telling you right now that, and uh, uh, Baylor, Romney's your best quarterback. I want it. You need a guy that he clearly understands defenses. He's able to get to his third read. Um, and when you're getting to the third level in college, you're usually going to have a, a, a good afternoon. I hit dingers. And he has consistently hit dingers. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, right? He really has. I mean, there's no getting around that. You know. Um, Cam Harrison says it should be a business. It's a cool name. It yeah, be. that's what I'm saying. Provo Pit Barbecue says I have about 18 pits in the backyard. I do mostly fundraising. Nice. Nice, dude. Tyler Holden says Oklahoma Boise score was 21-20. As a point of reference, okay. Uh, by the way, Oklahoma, Texas tomorrow. Oklahoma's only three-point favorite. That's actually
1: a really good point by that commenter. That's a really good point. Twenty-one twenty, Oklahoma. So, BYU beats Boise, let's say 42-21. If they, if they just kick the living hell out of Boise, what
0: does that do for the AP? Well, I mean, what, is, what does that do? Does that take you to seven? Well, and I, I think – and I don't mean to belabor the BYU point here, but I, I think we've talked about this repeatedly. Yeah. That strength of schedule for BYU is a real question because of how poor the Pac-12 has been. Yeah. And, you know, like Baylor losing last week is an absolute ball buster for but, BYU.
1: But when you have comparables like that, like that like that kind of an example, hey, but,
0: Oklahoma only won
1: by one, BYU won by 20. But
0: Oklahoma is incredibly disappointing right now. Yeah. Still Oklahoma. Hey, well, you're only a three-point favorite against what is really just not a very good Texas team. I,
1: I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. All I'm saying is Oklahoma is a national brand.
0: Yeah. Well, let's hope people agree with you. Spencer Morgan says an offensive shootout with an unproven QB is probably the worst-case scenario for BYU. They need to win the way they beat Utah. Yes, yes. they do. Um, Daryl says, bring back my favorite all-time QB, Christian Stewart. Legend. Okay. <laughs> Monty, I don't see how Conover is starting QB going into the Big 12 because clearly he's going to be starting the rest of the year, win the Heisman next year, and then go pro. Well, he's going to win the Heisman this year, too, though, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's going to win back-to-back. Heisman. Obviously, yeah. No? Okay. Maybe I just got that wrong. Um, uh, Josh uh, – love you, Spence. Um, Josh <laughs> Alpa says, Baylor Baylor is a great QB, but Hall, to me, brings a lot to the table with his feet. I have felt way more comfortable with the ball at the – at quarterback, than with Hall at quarterback, then I, than Baylor. I don't see. Here's the problem, though. One, Jaron Hall, undoubtedly, and it's there's no way around it. He's injury prone now. Yes, there's no way around it. Now that's that we know ability. it's now that we know, yeah. Now that we know it's it's ribs and shoulders. Yes, you can't count on him to be healthy. That's that's one thing. He doesn't bring you big playability with his arm. Yes, he can run. Yes, back-to-back weeks he broke off ASU in Utah. He arguably won those games with his legs. Totally get it. But when you have Baylor Romney in the game, you, you obviously, obviously you are going to have to respect his big playability down the field. You're going to have to respect the play action, and you're going to have to respect the run. All of that said, it slows down the linebackers. And the most lethal weapon on 9 out of 10 defenses in college football, it's the linebacker. Yeah. And I think when, when you scheme to win football games, you scheme to beat the other team's best linebacker. Wimpy's a great example for Boise. I mean, that's their best player defensively. So you're going to have to account for him. My point is, Baylor-Romney really holds. And we saw it against, we saw it against Utah State. Baylor-Romney held their linebackers in, in check. He was able to look them away And that's how they were able to get the ball down the field, which
1: Jaron is not doing.
0: Jaron is not capable of doing that because nobody nobody respects his deep ball. Yeah, and right now, by the way, with the shoulder injury, he doesn't have a deep ball. Yeah, so that's why I say it's not really a question. Like when you
1: start looking at how people can control the game, it's not really a question of who's who's better at doing that. Baylor is the best of these three right here today. Right now, again, Conover rolls out shows us he can look safeties off, shows us he can do yep. all this stuff. Okay, different conversation on Monday. But but right here today, Baylor's your best quarterback, and, and I agree. I, I don't remember whose name that was, but I agree with you, man. Like I love watching Jaron play football. I love his ability with his legs. I love the dynamic that he brings, yeah. but I don't love the hero ball running. I don't love the injury risk that he presents himself because no matter what, even if you're bringing Baylor in behind him, no matter what, there's no getting around the fact that when you have to switch quarterbacks, you got to rebuild all that momentum you you just had. And and I just don't think that they have time or space to do that. Put Baylor in the game and and take this thing to the end. That's what that's what you want, and, and that's frankly what I would do, regardless of what Conover does tomorrow. Frankly, that's what I would do. I, I would once Baylor's ready,
0: I'd bring him right back in. Yeah, I think so. I I, I don't know. We'll we'll see and. In- I mean, candies and nuts. Again, I mean, we can surmise all yeah. we want. But what I'm telling you is, is that if Jacob Conover comes in and throws a ball all over the field, he'll never give up the job. He won't. I mean, it, it is – it just – it it does not make a lot of sense. Um, you know, I I, I I don't know. We'll see. It, yeah. It'll be interesting. Oklahoma State, not Oklahoma. Yeah, I was going to say that, by the way. Hmm. It's Oklahoma State that, that – Oh, that was 21-20. Yeah. Yeah. Boise beat Oklahoma State. I can't remember who said that, but it's it's not Oklahoma. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, "Give Probo Pitt the smoker; he can start a business." Okay, Daryl says shoulder is a usage injury, ribs a collision injury. I don't know because obviously that's HIPAA, and that that's HIPAA. Yeah, that hey, that's HIPAA. I think that's HIPAA. Thank you. Uh, so we don't know when that happened. We don't know the extent. Uh, I was told there was quite a bit of concern last week for the ribs more than the shoulder. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. Uh, it does. At this point, does it really matter? I mean, he's not able to throw the football effectively. You know. So w- we'll see what happens there. Cam Harrison says, "I'm tired of seeing articles about how the Big Twelve will lose its P5 status. That's not going to happen." Dane says, "You might hurt her feelings. You might hurt her feelings." Oh, Dane says, "Hey, don't talk crap on Jaron." My wife grew up three houses down. Well, okay, cool. Um, Provo Barbecue said, I'm good. If I bring home another smoker, my wife will divorce me uh, after <laughs> kicking my ass. Exactly right. <laughs> Oklahoma State 5-0, and ranked 12th. Yeah, that's a good win. That's a good win. Um, you know, I mean, it, that playing them close like that, hey, that's cool. Um, you know, look, I, I look at – Again, I, not to be redundant, strength of schedule is significant. Yeah. When when you look at the fact that that Boise took Oklahoma State to the wire, that's great. Yeah. You know, but you also look that they lost to UCF. They their wins are UTEP and, and Utah State. Those are not quality wins. Their losses are Nevada, Oklahoma State, and UCF. This is a disastrous season for Boise. Yeah. Which means, they, be, beating Boise, you need to roll them. It'd be great to win 52-10. to 10. Like, you need to just come out and blow them yeah, off the field. you need to prove a point. You know, like, to me, that is, that's what's got to happen. I just, I will it? I don't know. I have no idea. But strength of schedule is going to be a real problem for BYU going down the stretch. Because, like, let's get into Utah and USC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, your prediction for BYU? I'm thirty eight twenty eight. BYU over Boise forty two twenty one. Okay,
1: dominant, dominant performance.
0: So you think Boise wins? No, okay,
1: I think good. BYU wins. Thank you. And I think they win comfortably.
0: Utah at USC, the Coliseum in Los Angeles. It's been seven hundred and eighteen years since Utah went to to <laughs> LA and won at the Coliseum. Six p.m. Fox Television. Fox. A little bit of an odd number in this game. It's pretty much a pick 'em. Because USC is only a three-point favorite at home. Whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired. And the home team always gets three points from the boys in Vegas. Yeah. Numbers 52. Here's my question. With all the tumult and turmoil at Utah, the tragedy, the pain, the emotion. Yeah. Is that going to help Utah or is that going to hurt the Utes?
1: I think it's going to help them. Uh, I think this game is going to be incredibly close. This game is going to be a much-watched game, frankly, because, A, yes, the emotions of everything that's happened, the timing of the bye week, not only are you rested, but you've had time to process what's happened with the Aaron Lowe situation um, and kind of go through that whole thing. And now, now you're at a point in that situation with this program where it's like, okay, we need to let go of that. And we need to kind of put it in the back of our mind, and then we need to go out and and, and reestablish ourselves as a quality, you know, as a quality team in the Pac-12 this year. And I think, I think, frankly, if Utah loses this game, you know, there's no getting around it. I, I mean, it, they're done for the year. I mean, if you lose this game, you're. The, what else are you? What else are you going to say? Hey, well, we can go off and win yeah. five in a row. No, we're, you're not saying that. And. And you've been kind of saying, well, they haven't lost anything. They can still go and win the Pac twelve. I don't even believe that's the way we should be looking at Utah right now. I think this is this is a game by game basis for this program because of because of what happened with Aaron Lowe, because of what happened with Charlie Brewer. Because clearly Witt is out of gas and and you know, clearly, obviously to me, ready to to get to the next thing in his life. And, and I think this is this is a huge game. I think Kyle Whittingham wants to send this thing off the right way. You know, and so Absolutely. to me, you're rested. You've got a lot of emotion powering you, and I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and played a really hard-hitting, physical brand of football. That said, will they win the game? That's a different conversation because I don't necessarily believe in what Cam Rising has shown yet. I, I don't believe I don't believe that they're well, just going to show up and, and
0: throw the ball all over the yard. So I think this is a really, really tight game. I would agree with that. Hey, what's up, Chris Murphy? um who just subscribed on the channel uh c murphy pro on twitter uh what is up sarah bobo bro
1: you guys are crazy cool right now sarah like, bobo is, who is...
0: is oh she's the eclectic redhead oh okay what's sarah up? what's up what's up sarah what's up? and look at those sunglasses today hey hey she's got her blue sunglasses on drinking today. the blue kool-aid love that you guys are crazy man this is we're, uh, what, are, I, what are we at now 28 to go yeah, we're at seventy. Of the, I think if those two are the only two, uh, we'd be at 70, seventy twenty-four seventy-one. There you go, twenty-four seventy-one. Dude, I'm
1: telling you, if you're not in, you've got the weekend, and that's it. And really, I think you got till the end of tomorrow. If I'm being did we, honest, how
0: did we get here?
1: I we didn't get anywhere. It's the people doing this. It's that's the people incredible. doing this.
0: Yeah, 20, I remember when we were like, ah, we got a thousand subs. We'll talk. We about start. It listen,
1: we started this thing at like what a hundred? A hundred
0: and I think hundred and four in February. Yeah. After um, the Twitch disaster, after yeah, we Twitch recruited us to join their sports talk platform, um, and we did. It was a total wreck. So we we're like, well, we can't go back to Periscope. So let's go to YouTube Live. And since then, it's been unbelievable. And so we said at fifteen hundred, hey, we're going to give away a Traeger smoker.
1: Twenty
0: five hundred. No, when we were at fifteen hundred Oh, when we were at 15. we said we're going to give away a Traeger smoker. And we We're like, ah, that's a thousand away. Here we are. (laughs) So we appreciate you. Um, Back to Utah. I think the emotions is going to be a very good thing. It's not going to be enough to win the game. Because I don't know what Cam Rising is as a quarterback. And in the oddities that has been this season, and this season has been an oddity, you have a quarterback, and I'm never going to say his name on this show again. Screw him. You have a quarterback who comes in, you know, puts himself off as a leader and then quits the team. Douche. And now Cam Rising, who almost won the job in camp, and probably now rightfully should have, is your starting quarterback, but he has been less than impressive. It's my quarterback. If they're going to beat USC, Cam Rising's going to have to do the job. He's going to have to push the ball down the field because that's how you're going to beat USC. And my question is, how on earth do you come together through everything that the Utes have been through, through all the questioning and the concern, because before the Aaron Lowe murder, Mm -hmm. there were questions about this football team. Something was wrong the moment this team hit fall camp. And a lot of people are questioning whether Kyle Winningham is checked out. And then you have the quarterback quit. And then you have the Aaron Lowe situation, which, by the way, you don't even wrap that up. Until the entire team gets on a flight and heads to the funeral on Monday. I think this is this is the very, very right moment for this team to play football again. Yeah. It's time. Utah needs to play a football game. Yeah. They may come out and exercise their demons. I just don't know if they're talented enough, frankly. I don't know what's wrong with this offense. Where is offense at Utah gone? Because you have running back by committee right now. And you've got quality running back. I mean, I like Micah Bernard a lot. Yeah. I do. But Pledger gives you big play, it feels like. But your tight ends are your best wide receivers. And you have a quarterback that's questionable at getting the ball down the field. So you're going to play underneath, which plays right into the speed and power of that USC defense. So I guess my point is I don't know what to think about this Utah team, which is why I cannot pick them to win this game. Yeah. Because I I think when you have all of these question marks, it 9 times out of 10 does not lead to production on the football field. Right. Where do you come down on this? Like what is your feeling? My,
1: I I think it my feeling is is similar. I I think yeah, they're going to roll out and and I do think that they're going to play, you know, with with emotion and they're going to be really physical in the first quarter and I think you know, hopefully that results in a turnover, and they've got some momentum, and maybe they leave the first quarter ahead by a point or two. You know, but then I think as the game goes on, the defense is going to get exposed a little bit, and and I think SC will have their way, and and I just think that right now Utah is just not in that place where you're like, all right, we're a juggernaut, we're going to beat you with defense, like like they have been in years past, and so I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I would love nothing more than to see the Utah defense roll out. And go and shut down USC at their place. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I think this team is is having a rough go. That's what I think. I think they're facing a lot of adversity. I think that they have gone through things that most programs will never even think about going through. And I think it just it is it is what it is. That's the best way to say it. Like you just are where you are and you're gonna give it your best shot. But I think ultimately SC is probably thirty points
0: in this game. Well, what makes you hopeful is that USC has been maddeningly inconsistent running the football. With Keaton Slovis, they have been maddeningly inconsistent passing the ball, yet they're, I believe, the 19th-ranked passing offense in the country. Oh, good news! The Utes are pretty good against the pass. The University of Utah is the 13th-ranked passing defense, and Keaton Slovis can be had. That's where this game will be won and lost. Yeah. Turnovers, interceptions mainly, getting after the quarterback, and converting those eight-play drives into touchdowns, not field goals. That's how this game will be won. And my feeling is that this game is going to be much closer than people think. I think it's going to be 27-24 USC. Mm. 27-24 USC.
1: I think I think it's close most of the game but USC pulls away at the end I think I think Utah makes a mistake in the second half somewhere and I think USC mm. gets to 30. I don't think they'll get more than that but I do think they get to 30 points and I think Utah finishes at
0: 21 so 30 21 30 21 if it's a one if it's a one score game you gotta feel pretty good about Utah yeah. I just don't like Keaton Slovis, oh, I, me either. I, and I know that yeah, this, it's probably overkill on this show with Slovis, but if this was Jackson Dart, I'd be telling you this is a 31-17 USC win. It's not, and so it won't be, and when you have the talent that Utah puts on the field, and I mean, their offense is a disaster. right? Their defense is still pretty good. I think this gonna be this gonna be pretty close. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick and stay 27-24. Huh. If Utah turns the ball over against USC like they did against Washington State, it's gonna be a USC blowout. Truth. Yeah, can't turn it over. Very true. Uh, Tyrena. Hello. Tile three, Rena. I love oh, Jaron and Baylor. You. Yeah, exactly. I love Jaron and Baylor both, but Jaron's better. Here's why. He played three P5 defenses. I love this narrative, dude. What does it matter? Arizona's defense was not good. Utah's defense good. Arizona State's defense has not been good. Yeah, and then it's good, and then it's not good. So my question is: you were all, you were at home for those games. The Arizona game might as well have been a home game. You went to Utah State. A Jaron wasn't even available for that game because he was hurt again. Baylor threw the ball all over the field in the two games he played, and then he got hurt. I just don't think you can count on Jaron Hall. I the the P5 defense thing is
1: that's that's just not
0: it's it, to me it doesn't hold a whole lot of water it's, because it's a, it's
1: a paper thing, not a field thing, as I like to say. Yeah, they're a P5 defense on paper, on the field they're not. They're not. They're they can be had yeah. easily.
0: Yeah, I mean Arizona is just not very good. No, at all. Um, but the, you know, hey, I respect your opinion. I'm not saying you're wrong. James Knight says, Jake, you look like less of a virgin without the glasses. Good for you, man. Oh, man. How, how many minutes are we into the show? What are we at? An hour? 60 minutes exactly.
1: Damn. We made it 60 minutes until the first virgin joke today. I'm proud of you guys. Okay. Really proud of you
0: guys, you know? Okay. Uh, the Blind Swordsman DS. What's up? Where have you been? Uh, he says, missed you guys yesterday. Took my son to the zoo. I appreciate you guys taking away my stress for an hour and a half at least every morning. Y'all are the bomb. Thank you. I hey, appreciate thanks, that. Thanks, bro.
1: Appreciate that. Hey, what's your, uh? well, how is the zoo? I, I haven't heard much. Is there a good, like, where's the, is he here? Is he in Utah?
0: I don't know where the blind swordsman is. Yeah,
1: like, is there, I didn't know there was a zoo in Utah if there is. The, the whole is zoo.
0: Is there a zoo in Utah? There's an awesome zoo in Utah. Well, I, bro, I'm not a
1: zoo expert. How would I know, dude? You're I'm, an embarrassment. I'm a virgin.
0: How do I know these things? True. Jesus. True. True. You know, hey, look here, man. You are hung like a lizard. Yeah. Anyway, the point is uh, the eclectic reghead said blue goggles all the way for my Cougs. There you go. <laughs> Brylark says 28-27, uh, Utah with a field goal to win with time. Man, inspired. I would love nothing more than that, dude. Jeremy Bolton says Kyle Whittingham has been the, what's wrong with the Utah offense for the past 10 years. Ooh. I
1: don't disagree with that. I know
0: that's harsh, but
1: I I can't say that I disagree with it. He's always been a defense-first
0: guy. Well, and he's changed coordinators too much. I mean, that's well-documented. I mean, your mom, I think, was the offensive coordinator at one point. And Luca's mom as well. Um, Greg Hawkins says, if Utah turns the ball over against USC – I already read that one, my bad. uh, Leonard Avalos says, the USC team is better at running the ball this year. They just haven't been, though. I mean, they have been. They have. They always – whether it's Rojo, Reggie Bush, point to the guy you want. They always have backs. They always have receivers. The thing that is frustrating is they they don't commit to the run because they always have one of the top quarterback recruits in the country. Yeah, and so they whether it's Darnold or whether you know Slovis, Jackson Dart, like they they don't commit to the run. Uh, also, how did Slovis get worst from his freshman year to now? It, I just don't think he's been very good either way. I think like, I think Keaton Slovis was at USC, and I think Clay Helton just has not... That team just doesn't develop talent. They're one of the... And this is what Kyle Whittingham is famous for. Well, USC recruits five-star athletes and turns them into three-star football players. Think about the Pete Carroll era at USC
1: and how many of those guys got to the league. You can see a clear delineation between that style and like mantra and brand of USC football versus what it's been with, with Clay Helton, which is, Hey, yeah. I mean, USC's always going to put guys into the league, but you never had the Reggie Bush level star happening at USC under Clay Helton. You know, that's, that's the thing. And I think Keaton Slovis has always been a guy who's been labeled as some great, Oh, the veteran quarterback at USC. And he's never really been that great of a quarterback. And And to me, it's just <laughs> unbelievable that, the timing of Jackson Dart getting hurt because I, I really do think that not only would you've had the head coaching change, but I do think Jackson start would, uh, yeah, Jackson dart would be starting if he was healthy.
0: I do. Jeremy Bolton wants to weigh in on the zoo. Okay, here we go. He said, time to take your teacher to the zoo, both at Hogel and in the bedroom. Excellent point, sir. <laughs> Leonard Avalos says, yeah, the zoo in Utah is nice in summertime. They have, uh zoo and brews bradlark says went to the smithsonian zoo a couple of months ago in dc whole zoo runs circles around that hogle zoo runs circles around that zoo
1: how does Hogel zoo stack up against the san diego zoo that's the last zoo i was
0: at i mean san diego zoo i haven't been in a number of years um san diego zoo is a great zoo yeah um I just don't like. Okay, this is probably too far. Here we go. I don't go. like going to zoos because I don't like making, you know, I don't like putting animals in a petri dish. Yeah. I just don't. I, I, that's why I, it's why I have always refused to go to the whatever it is, w- you know, whale watching thing in San Diego. What is it? Ocean whatever. Where they have the whales yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. SeaWorld. I don't know what it's called. I don't, I, that's why I don't go to SeaWorld.
1: <laughs> where they know? have the whales and stuff, you know? Yeah, I just don't zip <laughs> my pants. The orcas. whale.
0: Okay, I'll stop. Uh, I think Olivia is once, twice, three times the lady over the teacher. I'm telling you, there's a problem with the teacher. It's just my opinion. Uh, Omaha Zoo is one of the best, in my opinion. So wait, is part of the is
1: part of our our locks and our pickums on Fridays? Are we locking the the prospects in my life? Is that what we're doing now?
0: Oh yeah, this one that you're having coffee with this weekend, forget it.
1: <laughs> is that a good thing or that, a bad? That's thing?
0: That's a no going nowhere thing. Okay. That is a that's a going nowhere thing. Okay. I, I'll just say bamboo sheets. So wait, every so every
1: every person I've brought along, you've said is not good. So we need to figure out what the criteria is for you.
0: The teacher seems to be a good prospect, right? Mm-hmm. It'll never be good. Enough. Is it, is it, is she a Jacob Conover level prospect or what do you think? No, she's Travis Wilson. She's
1: wow. <laughs> she's Travis Wilson. That's some haterade right there. <laughs> apologize to that that is a haterade statement right there bro no
0: this girl you're going out with this week the problem is that she like on her hinge profile that you showed me she misspelled like seven things okay she's not a teacher what's she the problem said, she's like oh I'd rather have bamboo sheets shoved under my nails it <laughs> shoots it shoots you moron Sharon face defense is giving up 22.3 and 17.1 points a game Baylor face defense is giving up thirty plus. Okay, cool. Cool, dude. Baylor Romney sucks. We get it. Uh, wow, she's <laughs> Travis Wilson. Lmao. I'm just saying. You gotta fuck one marry yeah. one kill one. Go. Jordan Win, <laughs> Travis Wilson, and Alex Smith. <laughs> um, Filio F- Carter says, "Okay, I read that one. My bad." Jeremy Bolton says, "Are we gonna put any over under bets on Jake's dating life?" Well, w- define the over under, dude. You gotta stop. You gotta get over this being single thing. I'm fucking tired of it. Like, with all due respect, I'm tired of it. Tired of what? Like, what do you want me to do? I feel, I want you to get laid. It feels like this is all we ever talk about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I I just, I'm watching these guys jackhammer in the backyard the other day, and I'm like, damn, I wish Jake was doing that. Listen. Like, come on. Listen. That, I, I never, that, see, that thought never went. Kick it, we'll flow. So I, that's came out the wrong way that's not anyway the point is I just it's time for you to fall in love and get married and get the hell out of my life like it's no I'm kidding I'm <laughs> okay, joking well hey I just want you to be happy <laughs> like this you, you settle <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't settle dude I talk to the people who want to talk to me oh
0: my god well, like Jesus James Knight says just pound anything with a heartbeat yeah you know how the fuck else would you do this job can you just play the locks music please like I Anything with a heartbeat? Monty and Jake are giving you their locks for college and NFL football. Plus the inside info you need to Jesus. know to make the right call. Now let's get you the locks. Here's Monty. This show's ridiculous. Does that include... <laughs> Wait. James Knight, does that include Joe Ingles? Anyway. Oh! <laughs> All right. Time to talk some National Football League locks. Bills, Chiefs, Sunday Night Football... One name you need to know, and it's Dawson Knox. Does Dawson Knox get over on the Chiefs defense? If he does, the Bills will win, but he's not going to um, outplay Travis Kelsey. That's a big question. By the way, yeah. by the way, how much faith do you have in your boy, the quarterback at Kansas City? Oh, I have a lot of
1: faith in him, but I'm not picking them to win this week. I can tell you that right You're now. You're not. I'm not. No, I think, I think this is going to be a tight game. I think Josh Allen is really clutch. I think that I think that the Bills are are a team that is suited. If there was ever a team that was suited to go on the road and make things happen, it's the it's the Bills. They are a gritty team. They have the right mindset about them, and I, and, I, and I think that Josh Allen is capable of making plays. Now, the thing that can't happen is you can't let Tyreek get loose in the secondary and think you're going to win this ball game. So, so He's that's hurt, what, that's, what I'm, gonna be, that's gonna, what I'm going to be that's going to what I'm going to be looking for.
0: Chiefs are two and a half point favorite. Ain't going to happen. Bills thirty. Chiefs twenty eight. Over the number.
1: Hmm.
0: So you're taking the Bills as well. I am. I think Dawson Knox is a hell of a tight end. Yeah. Okay. Which no, I can't I think... say the same thing about your date Sunday. Okay. Bears at the Raiders. See what I see.
1: Yeah, hell of a tight end. We get it. Yeah.
0: Uh what's your pick?
1: Uh Bills, for sure.
0: Okay. Thirty to twenty eight. I'm taking them gonna go over. Bears. Raiders in Las Vegas. Okay, so I would like to point this out. I would, wait, hang on, hang on. I'm perfect in every way, and I'm better looking than Jake. I asked Jake to go to L.A. on opening night to see the Bears and the Rams. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. The Bears have now been in L.A. We didn't go. The Bears are now in Las Vegas. We're not going. Just want to point that out. Um, Justin Fields is the new starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. Are you sure? No, I'm not. Because Matt Nagy is a terrible head coach. Bears at the Raiders. Five and a half point home favorite. I I would love the Raiders to win this game just so Matt Nagy gets fired. But this going to be closer than people think. I think unfortunately, I need it to be like 55 to 3, the Raiders win. That ain't going to happen. I think I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders 31, the Chicago Bears 27. Justin Fields will have the ball in his hands with a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. I don't think it's that close. I think it's
1: 31-21. I think uh, the Raiders will get to Justin Fields because that offensive line is garbage, and I think that it will force him into
0: making a mistake, which is why they'll win 31-21. Giants at the Cowboys. 52 is the number in this game. I don't know why the Giants are even going to Dallas. Just forfeit the game because you're going to get torched. Ezekiel Elliott is running as well as he's ever run in his career. He's lost weight, he's gained power, he's fast, he's explosive, and by the way, he's a blocking machine right now. You have a number two back that is doing two things, pushing Zeke and giving him rest. I love the Cowboys in this game, 37 to 20 to cover the seven point number.
1: Yeah, you listen to ESPN, they tell you that the Giants always play well at Jerry World and the Giants are gonna make this a close game. I'm telling you that's a load of crap. I'm telling you the the Cowboys are a juggernaut this year and i agree with everything you just said about zeke and dak and everything i think this is a cowboy's victory and i think that it's it it is a relatively comfortable one at that
0: 49ers at the cardinals 53 points that's it uh cardinals favored by two and a half in this game Mm -hmm. are the arizona cardinals the best team in the nfl (laughs) hell no they're not no they may be undefeated but i saw a team in seattle last night the Los Angeles Rams of Los Angeles.
1: Who don't rent their stadium.
0: To the San Diego Padres, who are the Chargers who play in L.A. Anyway, my point is, uh, I like the Cardinals a lot. The 49ers are banged up, but their defense is still elite. Verticality had better come to play this, this weekend. This is another game that's going to be very close. It's a one-score game that Arizona's going to win 27-20. Yeah, I think it's going to be a higher-scoring
1: game than that, but I still think uh, the Cardinals win it. I I look at this game and I say this is like a 35-31 game, mainly because Kyler Murray is going to turn the ball over once in this game and the 49ers are going to take advantage of that. And I think that um, the 49ers will just not have enough to overcome in the end. So that's why I like it as a 35-31 game.
0: Okay. I like that. Yeah. So, again, on BYU, I'm going 38-28. BYU is a six-point home favorite. Yep. The number's 58 on the game. I'm going BYU 38. Blast State 28. I think BYU rolls.
1: I, I think BYU, BYU rolls more than that. I'm telling you it's 42-21. Ass kicking. Wow. wow. Okay.
0: USC 27, Utah 24.
1: Yeah, I, I think USC gets 30 points in this game. I'm, I'm going 30-21, USC. Uh, Kane Nuren
0: says Zach wins again. She's referencing the Jets, who I think it's been since 1769 that they've won two games in a row. Um, Hell of a performance by Zach last week. Well, I mean, can we stop, like, guessing? Are they playing this week, the Jets? The Jets have the Falcons. Oh, that's in London. That's why it's so early. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Go Chelsea Football Club. Jets at Falcons. Falcons are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. You can have either or, Zach Wilson or Matt Ryan. Zach Wilson, for sure. Zach Wilson or Justin Fields? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson or Derek Carr?
1: Mm, To play for the Jets? Sure. I mean, if you're playing for the Jets, I think I'd probably rather have Derek Carr because he's more capable. But, you know, I I just think that Zach Wilson – has so much talent and he's being developed right now and people need to stop hating on him. Zach he-
0: Wilson or Joe Burrow? Uh Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Kirk Cousins or your mom?
1: Uh Luca's mom.
0: Um the Falcons are a two and a half point favorite in this game. I actually do like the Jets. It's on grass. I could see the Jets winning that game. Tight one. Close one. It's a tight one, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, we'll see. All right, those are your locks for the week. Brylark, we could pull 12 guys from this chat and beat the Giants. I would agree with that. Spencer Morgan says, agree with Monty. Dumb sentence structure and grammar is a turnoff. It's indicative of a chaotic, messy thinking. What did I tell you about this girl? We get it. We get it. I said- a,
1: So here's the thing. Here's the thing.
0: I'm desperate, so I gotta take out anybody. I'm actually
1: not desperate, and I've actually gotten laid more than you think. Um, You know, I, I, I'm just telling you, when you're on a dating app, you're not gonna meet. It's harder to meet quality people on dating apps. That I like, that's just not in question, and that's why I say, and we joked about it earlier in the week, but that's why I say, like, I hope that I run into somebody snowboarding or like doing something.
0: But we'll see. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, it is harder to meet on dating apps. Which Quality is why, people, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just don't think you're getting wife down a dating app. Yeah, I don't. I know. mean, I'm. I know it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. I. I just don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't. It's just. It's uh, that's just me. It's just me. I mean, what do you want from me? It's uh, just what, is do this what I do. You know say. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. You, but you're. I just. You're. You're relying on snowboarding to date people. No, Man. what
1: I'm saying is, is that's a good opportunity. See, you always change
0: shit. Like, no, I'm not, I'm I'm not, sh- not I'm changing not, shit. Not How saying, did I change that?
1: Because you, you're, you. What you just said was, hey, you're relying on snowboarding to meet people. That's not what I. That's not what it is. It, I, what I'm saying is that that is yes, that is a decent opportunity to meet somebody. Like it is. That doesn't mean I'm only going to do it there. Like. It, no, I agree with you.
0: You know one. what I mean? Like it's not But I think it helps you because you have to cover up your face and stuff so people can't yeah, see Yeah, so they
1: can't see my ugly ass douche looking face, you know? Yeah, I mean that to it's, me is it's, why it's a
0: real it's a real improvement. Snowboarding is is good for you. Yeah. The hooker offer is still on the table, James says. Boy, James Knight has turned into a degenerate the last couple of weeks. Like I mean, he just is about it. Uh Jake, go the impromptu route. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, the, just walk up to somebody? Is I, that what you mean? I guess. The Nigh guy says, the only time Olivia says no is when you ask her if she's had enough. Wow. wow. <laughs> good Lord. Wow. What happened Bro. to this show?
1: Well, we're uh, BYU fans, and we're good Mormons. Until we're talking about
0: dating. <laughs> okay, so do we talk about the colonoscopy that's coming up in a month? Um, Three and a half weeks. Do you want to talk about it? Not really. I'm terrified, man. I'm not scared of the actual colonoscopy No, you're itself. scared of the drugs. Yeah, I'm scared of the anesthesia. Yeah. I'm terrified of it.
1: Yesterday when I was at the eye doctor, he was like, "All right, so, you know, do you do you want to dilate your eyes so I can look into the back of your eye into the depths of your soul?" And I was like, "Well, is that necessary?" And and he was like, "Well, it's recommended, but not necessary." And I was like, "Well, is it going to impair me from driving home?" Yeah, probably. Okay, we're not doing it then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, like
1: we're not doing it so it just you know yeah. yeah going to the doctor is not fun dude
0: no it's not and i the funny thing is i have to so um i've lost significant weight i've lost significant inches i tried on some winter clothes the last couple how'd, that, of how'd that go for you very well
1: mine did not fit mine did not fit i'm but, fat but
0: the other you're not fat the other thing is you <laughs> bought those pants when you were like 20 21 years old i know you know yeah. like so it, no. you wouldn't expect them to fit but it's been an interesting ride. So I went to the doctor in August, and he's like, hey, fat ass, lose some weight. I was like, okay. Fat. He's like, well, why don't you come back in November, and we'll do a checkup. I was like, all right, cool. Because I had like I have like no knock on wood. I have no major, hey, ass vacuum. <laughs> 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 I give my dog one morning of freedom. One morning of freedom. I take off the cone of shame because he won't stop licking his butt.
1: It's quite simple, so I don't know why motherfuckers be overcomplicating
0: it. drunk on his fecal matter. Dude. Anyway, the point is— Look so, at him
1: looking— So Mrs. Monty's putting the cone of shame on him right now. It's brutal. And he's looking out like, what are you doing? How could you do this hey, to me? I
0: can't reach the chocolate thunder if you do this. Anyway— Yeah, I know what time it is. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, so I have to go back to the doctor November 3rd yeah. for a checkup. Yeah. Just kind of a touch point. And he said it, he, he was calling it an accountability thing. So I've so, lost good weight. Like I'm so in much better up health. So just on your body or like... Yeah, touch wow. point. And then the next day I get another touch point with a colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, bring the Roto-Rooter guy to the doctor appointment. <laughs> um, but the point is... Um, so I'm having this checkup. But I've done really well. You know, M- Mrs. Monty and I were talking about it last night that we're really making good advancement. Yeah. Like I, I tr- the other day I tried on a bunch of shorts that I hadn't been able to fit in and... They're all like big now. And so wait, like did your great. snowboarding stuff fit? I didn't try my snowboarding pants on. I'm going to do that this weekend because okay. I am going to go and I need to figure out what I need for the year. Yeah. So we were supposed to go last week. You guys blew me off. Yeah. So I'm going to go to a board shop this weekend and get my board waxed. But um, yeah, I think what we're going to wind up what what we're going to wind up doing is just staying the course because you know, like I'm eating a lot of. I'm probably getting too much fiber if there's such a thing. Um, but. My health is great. I'm really lucky. Like, my doctor my doctor was thrilled. I got my blood work back. It was perfect. Um, like, no issues at all. So this colonoscopy thing, like, it used to be they recommended it if you were 50 plus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you had any family history or symptoms, they would tell you to get a colonoscopy before 50. Well, they moved the goalpost back on that. And now it's, you know, like 45, I think it is. Yeah. And they recommend that you—I'm of the age that you're supposed to get one every every couple of years now. Yeah. It's like I just don't want to do it. Like Sucks, I have no, dude. um, you know, I have no desire to do it. Yeah. Uh, K says church is the best place to find happiness. Sure. Okay. Whatever. You is, ha- is happiness? Is that a relationship or just happiness? Bro, what are you um, talking about, man? The blind swordsman says I'm in Utah. Nice. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, can't have a Friday without an ass vacuum. True. Hey, it's true. No doubt about it. Uh, the night guy says, Monty, if my sissy ass can be knocked out for neck surgery, you'll breeze through a colonoscopy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not worried about the procedure. It just, I mean, like I think anesthesia is pretty safe. I get it. Um, but like my wife gets to have a local anesthetic. What does that mean? Like she, she doesn't have to be fully put out. OK, she'll just like, you know, go. T- she'll take a nap and she'll wake up and it'll be over. But yeah, there you go. But they say you lose seven pounds for a colonoscopy. Jesus. Well, because they give are you, you serious? Yeah, because you have to seven di- pounds, bro. You have to drink this stuff the day before that just makes you. Oh, like my God. Fountain butt like, bro. It's, it is not good, dude. It is not good. Are we clear on that? Yeah, I was I was, I was, was nervously, while you were trying to poke your eye out this morning, I was nervously watching. I don't know why I woke up thinking about this today. I was like, you know what? Damn, dude, I have a colonoscopy on November 4th. It's com- it, because it's coming. It's weeks now, not months. I'm Clock nervous. I, I, hey, man, I'm nervous about it. Fat Jesus says no one desires a colonoscopy. No, dude, no, it's don't. a
1: miserable experience.
0: No, they don't. But it's worth it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to happily do it. And... Yeah. So did you buy the new Apple watch? No, I did not. Neither did I. Um, I'm also in like, so this deck project, like this electrician is going to be a problem. I'm telling you right now. Okay. Why is the electrician a problem now? (laughs) Because it's, it's fine. We're going to use this guy. He's a crazy Russian dude. He doesn't have the best price, but he seems to know exactly what he's doing.
1: You just gave a gift to the Russians.
0: Right. Well, this cuz we were going to use this other electrician who was more expensive and he wants to tear a fucking hole in my ceiling why and are I don't want to deal why with Why are we using Wayman Brothers? We are, but he doesn't do electricity. He does construction. Okay, he does not know somebody? I don't know if he knows somebody. I don't ain't got a sub? I'm sure he does, but I have this guy is capable. In the the reason I'm using this guy is his Yelp reviews. I'll say he hey he wired my hot tub You wired my hot tub You wired my hot tub okay so he knows what he's doing he knows how to wire hot tubs and so we've had a deck built by the way we did not get HOA permission to do this which now I'm a little nervous about I don't think we need it but it makes <laughs> it makes me a little <laughs> this is nervous
1: Monty's all freaking out in the but background. it's in
0: my backyard and you can't see it unless you look over our fence so I it's covered I think. But we had a contractor come out. Wayman Brothers Construction came out and built us a deck, and it turned out great. Um, and now we got to have this electri- electrician come and run the conduit to where the hot tub's going to be. Yeah. And this guy's just, like, he texts me every day. Hey, are we ready? Are we ready? What are we doing? Are we ready? And so I finally texted him this morning, and I'm like, hey, when, when are you able to do this? Tuesday, if everything works out well. And it's like, oh, what, do you, what does that what mean? What does that mean? What do you mean? Anyway. It is what it is. It is what it is. So no, I didn't buy a new Apple Watch because we're going to Hawaii, and snowboarding's here, and food's not a cheap. And yeah, we spent Seriously. sixty-eight dollars on pretty much nothing last night at the store. <laughs> and by the way, real quick, yeah, it are there no more experienced cashiers and baggers at Harmons? <laughs> well, I am amazed. It's tiring. we stood in line at Harmon's the other day for 35 minutes while this kid tried to figure out how to ring up avocados. And it's just, I, I, this whole workforce thing is driving me nuts. I'll drop that motherfucker. Okay. This, I guess is a complaining part of the show. You should
1: learn, or that dude should learn how to do his job. And I've always said at Harmon's, I love their brand. I love where they shop or I love the the experience of shopping there, Mm -hmm. but you got to have a better training program. You can't just throw kids on the register and say, all right, cool. Because what's the truth of the matter? Checking people out is the lifeblood of your store. Yes, it is. If you're not checking people out efficiently, you know, you're you're losing
0: money. Thank you, Taylor. Taylor says, I look like I, I've noticed that. Taylor said, I, Taylor said, I've noticed you've lost weight. Good for you, Monty. Keep going. Yeah. Well, we try and.
1: We're not yeah. trying. We're doing.
0: Yeah, we are doing. And I, I, it's not that I'm on a diet. People are asking me what my diet is. Here's what I eat every day. High fiber, a lot of carbs in the morning. So I'll usually go. I, I love this cereal called Heritage Flakes. Um, or I will have oats, whole oats. I don't eat quick oats anymore because apparently they're not the greatest thing for you compared to old-fashioned whole rolled oats. So I'll either have a cup of oats or a cup and a half of Heritage Flakes. Mm-hmm. And I will have some whole grain toast. And then probably about 1130, I will have a protein bar. Um, And then usually for lunch, I have a protein like chicken and a a, a bag of steamed vegetables. And then usually around three or four o'clock, my wife will bring me a protein bar. And I usually have two rock stars, sugar-free rock stars. And I usually have 80 ounces of water a day. That's all I eat. That's it. I don't – on the weekends, we will smoke things, like whole chicken. I think we're going to make chicken tacos this weekend. We're mm. going to get two uh, two whole birds. We're going to smoke them, make a bunch of chicken tacos, and then – That
1: sounds so good, dude. Yeah,
0: we're going to make a fire Mexican spread for Saturday. And then I think we're going to have chicken for the week. And I'm just going to – I'll eat, like, peas and chicken, shredded chicken, in a bowl. And sometimes I'll put, like, Ken's Italian dressing on it. Just depends, but – I've really got it. You know what I have to do? I have to get back on the uh, food diary because I've got to know how many calories I'm taking in. I, I've really put a lot of time and effort into this. And I, I, I want to be losing three pounds a week. Mm. And right now I'm, I'm losing about a pound a week. And so that tells me one thing. I need to kick up my cardio and I need to really watch my caloric intake. Yeah. And then that brings us to should I play basketball? I am triple vaccinated. I got my booster. So, this weekend basically is two weeks. So, do I start playing pickup basketball at Baza Fitness again? You're all into that. I just don't. I, at some point, you're going to have to get past it.
1: Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's dumb that you're concerned about it. But what I am saying is
0: COVID's not going anywhere. It's not. <laughs> you know, like, it's not. It's here to stay. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna I'm going to take more risks. And I feel like. Listen, if it, I have a booster, I have the Pfizer vaccine. Like, I'm probably fine. The problem is my wife has asthma, so the thing I worry about is getting COVID and bringing it home. But she's also vaccinated. She is. She also has triple a booster vaccinated. Shot. Yeah, she has a booster shot. But she's only a week out right now. I think today's one week for her. So, you know, like it. That's the, I worry about that. Yeah, you I know? guess. Yeah, you don't.
1: I don't. Okay.
0: No. Well, I do. So, you know, Kay Newren says, I love built bars. Well, I, I eat, a, I eat so it's in, and by the way, the affiliate link is below for my One Bars. I take ghost protein and I eat One Bars. Um, I haven't found a built bar that I love yet. But if you guys eat built Bars and have a suggestion, I'm happy to try them.
1: All I'm saying is that for cardio, it's not, it's not hey, basketball or no cardio. So if we're not playing basketball, we're going to have to just suffer it out right. on the treadmill. But, but
0: I have walked. I've picked up my steps. Yeah. Like I, I'm i walking quite a bit more now during the day to try and offset that. Yeah. So
1: I, I just think you, there's no replacing working hard and sweating and getting yourself to that level.
0: Yeah, but see, I think research recent research shows you, you running's terrible for you. Unless you're training for a marathon or you're, you're running with a purpose, running's not good for you. Um, they've, they've talked about the stress it puts on your respiratory system, including your heart. They've talked about the stress it puts on your hips, knees, and back. Um, it's just not great for you. And so w- one of the things that new research has shown is that walking 10,000 steps a day gives you the same benefit as an average person who's not training for a, an event. It gives you the same benefit as running does. And, it, and the reason the benefit works is not because your heart rate is equal, because it's not. Your heart rate running three miles is going to be 180. But the point is, it puts so much stress on your system that your system, you're actually damaging your ability to burn calories. So, yeah. you know. It is what it is. Gabe says, morning, boys. Finally caught you guys. You get up too early. Yes, we do, Gabe. Yeah, tell us about it. Way too early. All right, play the music because we got to go. Yeah, we do. Uh, Appreciate everybody being here. Um, Oh, wow. I won an auction. Oh, my God. I won an auction. Holy Burjeezers. All right. The dunk high, the blue dunk high that I will put on Sockex the moment it arrives at my home. Um, (laughs) So, uh, hey. Starting off go. good on a Friday. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show. We're 30 subscribers away, 29, uh, from giving away the Traeger Smoker. That's going to happen probably Monday or Tuesday. 2477. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. So we are 23 subscribers away from giving away the Traeger Smoker. So make sure you hook it up, hit subscribe. Uh, Make sure, if you want to win the smoker, hit subscribe. Tag us in a photo on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Any of the three. Jake is SLC Supercars on the Monty Show. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you Monday. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.